Hey. <laughs> You're chatting with uh, Mike Gribino at Goodyear. I'm gonna tell you the truth. It's the honest marketer. Sincere, legit, and never fake. So now let's all raise the roof. It's the honest marketer. A real podcast from Puddle Cake. Why don't you tell us a bit about uh, who you are and what you do? I'm Revenue Operations Systems Manager here at Vidyard, so I guess what that means functionally to the rest of the world is I'm a systems admin for any of the systems and technologies that we have in place to help the sales team kind of be more efficient in converting prospects to customers. How did you get into marketing? It was kind of an accident. In in high school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to be, so tried a, a couple of all the different types of courses we had going and originally thought I wanted to be a plumber and then uh, as I was going through that process realizing how actually difficult it was to, to do that I got into doing like some factory work and things to pay the bills and that really gave me the real world education of that trades wasn't necessarily what was a good fit for me so ended up going back to night school and then taking business admin marketing and, and entrepreneurial courses and ended up uh, where I am today. That's a different story. That's neat. <laughs> yeah, usually people know exactly what they want to do. And it, for me, it's been kind of a process of elimination to get where I'm going. So, Give us a 30-second pitch on Vidyard. We help companies drive more revenue through strategic use of online video. What does that actually mean to the rest of the world? Is <laughs> We make it easy to track and analyze uh, engagement data with video assets. Typically, you only know one or two data points about uh, video use, like typically a view or possibly a country of origin for a viewer. Uh, we get really granular into the data points about a specific person. and and how they're watching videos. So it gives you a lot more data to analyze and get some insights about the assets you have out there and make it actionable to react on. So really tailor your follow-ups based on the video assets and engagement that you have. So you're trying to connect audience data with what's going on in your sales and marketing stack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you think it, think of it as email tracking or uh, web page tracking, we do the same thing for video assets that you don't normally have. So giving you the same kind of granularity that you have with other types of online content. And you mentioned that you're working on Vidyard's sort of sales and marketing ecosystem of apps and helping support the sales and marketing team. When you came here, there were already a few systems in place. So what were some of the biggest challenges with coming in with a system someone else had already integrated? Definitely it's getting up to speed on all the systems in place and why they're set up the way they are. So um, we've got some pretty pretty powerful tools in place that uh, Joe helped set up. Uh, he's, our, he's our demand generations VP guy. <laughs> he's in charge of everything. And so he's got some pretty advanced uh, processes in place. So getting up to speed on, on the reasoning behind why those processes are the way they are and exactly how all the systems interact when they're already in place is, is the, uh, the biggest a challenge when you're coming on with existing technology. And how have you been managing those uh, integrations between the different systems? Really to start, it's a, it was a crash course with Joe on what do you remember about how this was set up originally? And then, you know, lots of uh, digging in, doing use testing and checking uh, how data flows back and forth. You know, it's, it's documentation is one thing, but seeing how the data actually flows is really another thing. It's, it's always best to see the results with your own eyes. 
So it's a lot of uh, hands-on work, writing tests, and figuring out kind of what comes out the other end? Yeah, very much so. Okay. You're tasked with a mix of operations and systems management, so how do you find the balance between what the tools can easily do and then what gets asked of you from like that manual data management and reporting side? Mm -hmm. Well, whenever possible, I, I try to look at it from a uh, automation standpoint first to say, uh, what would I need to be able to uh, set this up to happen automatically? Because there's so much you can do quickly from a manual standpoint, but that's not scalable because you know if you, something only takes you 20 minutes today, that's 20 minutes every time you need to do it. So if you if you take an extra hour just to uh, think it through and set it up in, for an automated workflow, you you do an hour and 20 minutes now and then never have to touch it again, hopefully. So I, tr I try whenever possible to keep the one-off requests to a minimum <laughs> and, and build it into a task list for uh, automating everything that you're going to be doing. For a company that's just starting out with their sales and marketing stack, uh, what should they be looking for to include in that? Definitely Salesforce or some other CRM because that's kind of the, the starting point for any sales and marketing stack you need to know what's happened in the past that's what will give you the information and insight into how you can do automation in the future i mean you're going to start out with some sort of email delivery system and collect that information as well and then hopefully build into a marketing automation system and using all that previous activity data build out your workflows for funneling people down different engagement journeys and uh, hopefully drive revenue out of that so Definitely starting with a Salesforce or you know other CRM system, and then building from there with simple email delivery systems and marketing automation systems after that. When do people start to grow up from those lightweight tools? So a lot of the startups we talk to end up saying we're using something like Mailchimp or Zoho. And when do you grow up and start using Pardot and Salesforce? It's it's really a resources question. I think more than anything else. It would be fantastic to be able to start day one because you know as you transition from system to system not all systems treat activity data the same way so if you could be using the same system from the get-go that'd be great but not everyone has the money or the time to to learn those systems right off the bat and sometimes you just need to get an email out the door so yeah uh, a, a simple batch and blast solution is enough but I think it's it's really more, do you have the time to keep doing one-off email batches and filtering for every email that you're sending out the door when it starts to become someone's full-time job where that's all that they're doing? Then maybe it's time to start investing in a automation platform so that you can build those rules to say, send this email at this time. And the person who was previously responsible for just building batches can now focus on what should be included in those automations and, and optimizing that process. Right. Two follow-up questions from there. You mentioned moving activity data can cause some issues when you're moving between services. How do you recommend people move from one platform to another, like say from Marketo to Pardot? It's definitely not easy. <laughs> really, I, I don't even suggest trying to move that historical activity data that drives rules. Like if you're moving from Marketo to Pardot and vice versa, those those existing marketing systems have you know rules and triggers based on interactions with assets. That's usually proprietary type stuff that you need an integration partner to help you move that information or start fresh. 
So uh, building out those rules and then just starting day one all over again. Because the CRM will store that information for the historical stuff, but can't always pull that activity information back into, into your automation platform. So definitely focus on either having a partner move that activity information for you or starting fresh with a new system and kind of work off the assumption that today is a clean slate and we're beginning all over again. Right. So starting fresh seems like the best case scenario in uh, sort of each path. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of organizations that I've heard from or worked with in the past that have tried that kind of a transition, and it's usually so buggy that going like cold turkey and starting fresh is is as good, if not a better approach. I mean, you can you can try and resurrect all those previous flows exactly the way they were, but you know something was wrong in that system in the first place that caused you to move. So replicating exactly the same setup in the new system isn't probably the best idea in the first place. Right. So it's not necessarily the platform that's incorrect, but the way you've implemented it. Yeah, or or both. Maybe you expected something that the platform wasn't actually able to provide that all of your customizations were trying to get a workaround and translating that to a new system is just going to have some of the same issues probably. Okay. What are the big challenges people have when they're putting that new system in place and should they be doing that on their own with directly with the vendor, like working directly with someone like Pardot? Should they work with an agency? And you worked agency side before, so... Yeah, I've worked agency side before. It really depends on your comfort level with the system you're moving to. So like, if you're, if you're a new client, uh, have not dealt with the marketing automation technology before, you definitely don't want to take on the full implementation yourself. You need someone with lots of experience and can understand what you're trying to communicate as your business requirements, how the system is actually set up. But if you've got lots of experience and history with the technologies, uh, you can definitely take on that yourself. It's really just do you have the time with the rest of your daily work to do this as well? Because you know, there's people like me who my entire job is just managing these systems. And if you're in charge of a department and bringing a system online, you've probably got lots of other responsibilities that you're worried about in addition to a system uh, implementation. So it can be challenging. Bringing an agency on for a, a short term or kind of a managed resource implementation is not a bad idea. Just make sure you budget that when onboarding right. the new system. Yeah. So when do people get a full-time you? When do people get a full-time me? Um, it's really, <laughs> that's a question for people like Joe. <laughs> I think it's, it's more, I don't have enough time to get all the systems management stuff done. And I have a lot of other responsibilities too. So a lot of, a lot of Joe's uh, job is the strategy and analysis of, what's happening with our prospects and then the things that I'm doing come out of that analysis. It's when your your management and analysis tasks become so big that your one of them is one of them is falling behind. So you need to split that into two different responsibilities. How do you handle program management? Uh, where do you fit in? Where does the rest of the marketing team fit in? Well right now a lot of it has to do with uh, with who I directly report to. So he's kind of the bridge between sales and marketing. So um, the marketing team is coming up with campaigns and the sales team is following up on all the leads that come out of that. So how all those prospects flow from a marketing qualified lead through to sales qualified lead or accepted lead is really his responsibility in terms of figuring out a process for how that gets from one to the other. And he'll kind of come up with the 
an entire project plan and process plan and then say, here's the changes I need to our existing process, go build it, and I have to go figure out how to make this dream a reality kind of thing. Right. How much, like, which systems does that end up affecting? Is it your campaigns in your marketing automation system? Is it the way fields get handled in Salesforce, or is it a mix? Yeah, it's definitely both. A lot of the responses are tracked in our marketing automation system that flows into uh, Salesforce. All the uh, formulas and, and tracking of how that progresses through the sales funnel is done in Salesforce. Got insight tools bolted on as well that kind of track the, the time frames between each stage and control how opportunities are created, that kind of stuff. So any changes to that process will impact the insight tool as well. A big part of my job is, is keeping track of how changes interact with all the other systems we've bolted on. Right. So if there's a VP of marketing out there reading this, uh, their key takeaway should be, it's like the butterfly effect when you ask for a change in process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you know, VP of marketing says, it'd be great if I could know this. And then, you know, director of operations or demand generation or marketing operations, whatever, says, okay, uh, here's where... Uh, the changes in the process need to happen and then there's somebody even further down the line that actually has to make that work so uh, you know there's a there's a few uh, few hoops to get through before uh, you know for sure something's possible but there's there's someone out there working away trying to make your dreams real reality what would you say is the cost of those dreams to the business how many hours could it take you to uh, get that executed it really depends <laughs> it depends on the complexity of, of all the uh, information flowing around. I mean, something as simple as how many opportunities did this campaign touch can be very different from what's our conversion rate between these two final stages, like the, the impact on how much data needs to be moved around and calculated can vary. One report could take 10 minutes and then the next one you could be waiting two weeks and saying, hey, what happened to that thing? I was like, I'm still working on it. I'm still working <laughs> on it. But yeah, it's, it's really dependent. Don't expect anything you know, next day by any chance, but um, it sometimes it is possible. Okay. Is there anything sort of in the topic that you think we should cover or advice you think people should have? Really, my, my only advice for people when it comes to uh, like your marketing, your marketing stack is uh, never assume that the technology you're purchasing is going to do something you haven't tested. So a lot of people say, you know, I can collect all this information, I can, I can do all these rules, but they just assume that because the system says it can do something that it will behave exactly the way they expect it to. So, so sometimes filters have limitations that you wouldn't expect or the way that you would group information by date is different from the way the system actually behaves. So, so definitely before you plan out how you want to implement a new process, definitely go in and test how the information actually behaves. A lot of times in my early career, I, I got a request and I said, yeah, it makes sense that I can do that. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll have it to you this week kind of thing. And then I go to actually implement and, and discover that there's, you know, that, that one limitation that prevents me from fully delivering. So I think it's, I think it's important for someone in a systems admin role to get used to saying, maybe <laughs> so yeah that's that's my advice you know a lot of people say fake it till you make it well when you're when you're in a systems role that's that's not something you can always do what's a day in the life like for you 
the majority of my task list every morning is kind of predefined by um, projects that we have in place. So here are the tasks that I need to do to deliver on the next iteration of our sales process. That list, as I'm sure everyone else is used to as well, changes throughout the day because I'm also responsible for helping our users interact with the system. So I get very reactionary questions coming in saying, you know, ah, where's that field that I was looking for? Or this is the type of information. Can you help me run a report? So I get those real tactical things that come in that I kind of have to blend into the process change work that I do as well. So it's, it's a mix of improve and react type work. So. Last question. What's your favorite 90s dance song? Uh, my favorite 90s dance song, my thing with my memory of songs is that I usually remember lyrics more than I remember band names or even uh, song titles. So I had to look this up and it was uh, it was Get Ready For This by 2 Unlimited. But, um, basically anything that showed up on a dance mix. Uh, like Dance Mix 95? Yeah, the Much Music Dance Mixes <laughs> that, that came out every year. I think 93 and... 96 were my two favorites that I can remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two unlimited get ready for this. One of those one of those jams that everyone kind of loves and I think it's still a classic at like basketball games and stuff. Too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's definitely the place for it. Yeah. Y'all ready for this? 